Hey, friends, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us again for another book review bonanza. That's it, I am crazy fool that's asked us to do this again today. And my name's Kevin Lissitzen, and we have also, boom. Fernando Gomez, what's up, guys? What up? Jason Canepa, what's up? What's up? The coolest thing is the reason why we're doing this on Zoom and not in face is because we're all over the place. I'm in Central Valley. We have LA being represented. We have someone in Coachella who lives in Arizona right now. It's just amazing. And so uh, we're bringing uh, ideas and thoughts from around the uh, whole Central, whole California almost, you know, three different states, three different backgrounds, uh, three different everything. So we're stoked to be able to go over the book we're reading right now, boom. I'll tell you, this book changed my life. It's amazing on how we, what we think creates who we are. Just talking to the boys here about how last yesterday, getting to speak on stage and was talking to 200 uh, professionals and just telling them like, hey, you know what? There's two wolves inside of you and whichever one you feed wins, right? So what you think and grow rich is absolutely true. Don't put limited beliefs around your value based on what someone else thinks. And also, guess what? It's crazy. As a Christian, I've always struggled with having. And then it came to my mind, is God a zip code God? Does he think the person who lives in Beverly Hills deserves to live in that mansion versus the person who lives in my zip code and our we don't have that. It doesn't make any sense when you see think of it that way. It's really self-thinking, self-doubt, self-preservation is what creates that and why I think this is so much value, you guys, so much value in thinking about yourself at high value. I think that I think don't, you know, how are you attracting other people? How are you attracting other people? And let's dive into this uh, chapter five today. Fernando, you have any nuggets you want to share with us? Yeah, we're, it's uh, chapter five is going to be on specialized knowledge. We're going to be briefly going over that in chapter six, which is on the imagination. So mm. um, chapter five, it, it's, uh, again, specialized knowledge. It's a uh, it your knowledge comes from personal experiences or your observations. Right. So that's typically how, you know, how we learn. And then he mentions that there's two kinds of knowledge. Right. You have general, which we all know it's general knowledge and you have specialized knowledge. So then he goes and say that general knowledge is uh, no matter how great or how much you accumulate of it, you know, it's basically of no use because it's not going to help you make any money. And so he goes into a, a, a little saying that most professors have tons of knowledge. They can pour all kinds of wisdom through study, years of study, but they don't really make a lot of money, at least not the ones that, that he was talking about at, at his time. And so... He, he basically goes into, um, you know, talks uh, of a situation of Henry Ford, which is the Ford, mm. the owner of Ford Motor Company. So for all you guys that have Fords out there, this is the guy he was talking about. Um, the article, some newspaper uh, out in Chicago basically called this man stupid. And Henry Ford, when he read the article, he's like, what? He, he sued this uh, Chicago uh, newspaper company for libel, you know, for, yeah, libel. And uh, he's like, what are you talking about? I'm, I'm stupid. He's like, no, I'm so he sued him. They go to court 
and they're in the courtroom and then the lawyer starts hammering with questions like who is, you know, Benedict Arnold, you know, uh, how many soldiers did the British send over to America and, and et cetera. And, you know, I mean, he answered some of these questions and including like, like, I don't know how many they sent over, but it was enough to basically stop them. And then mm. after a while, he got tired of the question. He's like, hey, he's like, what does this have to do with me being stupid or, or, or not? And he's like, well, if you can't answer these questions, that means you're you're uneducated. He's like, look, if I really wanted to learn whatever you're asking me, he's like, on my desk in my office, I have a, a series of buttons. And all I have to do is push one button or the, he says, the right button. And it's going to get on the phone. That's the specific person who's able to answer this question, but only to the, the question that I have that's pertaining to my definite chief aim or purpose. So and then he says, why in the world would I confuse myself or put so much information in my head or any additional information that doesn't not serve what it is that I'm doing on this planet? So one, mm -hmm. he already knew what he was after, right? And so you think about it. He's like, why anything else, the drama, the TV, or did you what happened to Stephanie at, the, at work? Like, who cares? It's nothing to do with my business. Or, oh, did you hear the statistics? I don't care. It's nothing to do with what's going on. It's basically what the, what he told this guy. And when he said it, everyone in the courtroom was like, this guy is smart. He doesn't, he, he realized that he doesn't need to know all the information. He just needs to know people that already have that information. And so we live in a society right now where we, I'm going to do it all on my own. I'm going to do it. I'm a, the, the lone ranger, right? This is why, we, this is why it's not called the lone ranger. So it's, it's that lone wolf. I'm going to get after it. Oh, you know, we hear it in the cells. I'm, I'm a shark. It's like, well, sharks don't really, not the ones that I know of, hunt together. So you have to work as a, as a community, right? Communities like yourselves work as a community to, to build bigger and, uh, and greater things. So he says, don't bombard yourself with useless information. And that the, the person that he said that he can call at the push of a button, which right now we call our cell phone, is mm. basically his mastermind. He utilizes the people that are in his mastermind that have specialized knowledge that helps him get the information that he needs to build whatever it is that he's building because he doesn't have to have that specific information. So now let's he talk says about he, that right there, yeah. like Jason. What's your thought on on a mastermind? Like they're they're different today, maybe maybe not. But how has a mastermind affected your life? Like what's up with that? Yeah, it was pretty interesting. I, I was going to touch on something right before that was you know at the very beginning it talks about general general knowledge and specialized knowledge. So like all three of us are in sales, right? That's our general uh, knowledge, right? But our specialized, so like Kevin's specializes in, in, in insurance, Fernando, real estate, myself, I'm in mortgages. So like we have the general knowledge of sales because that's what we do as a career. But then there's specialized knowledge that we, there's certain things that I need to do separate from what Kevin or Fernando does. Um, but even in, even in that mastermind group, there are opportunities to um, sell or not sell, um, to share your selling techniques, right? That can help you in each of So it's like a collective of thoughts that come together and benefit for the, for the, for the greater purpose of why the group comes together. And that's really what ultimate, ultimately what the mastermind is about. Um, Kevin has a great book about prospecting and sales. So, you know, that's a shameless plug. And I think uh, Kevin mm -hmm. should, should definitely share that because it's a great book. I bought a bunch of them and I've already given them out. So, um, yeah, I just I just think that once you understand the concept and like even when you go to college, I didn't go to college. You know, I have kids in college, but you have to get your general education, right? Just 
to meet curriculum. And then later in your, you know, career in, or your steps, like when you start getting further into college, your starts narrowing it down to what your major is, what your specialization is. So this is just a reminder of, I mean, it's, it's taking that simplistic approach and then just applying it to what we do on an everyday basis. Yeah. So before we dive in, before you answer the question about mastermind, uh, I think it's important to note by, you know, the the value of what we have uh, available to us is, is, it's, it's huge. I mean, we were talking about the, before we jumped on this, uh, went live was like libraries, how empty they are. And, and, uh, and just so you know, um, if you're, if you're interested in reading books and maybe, you know, the joining the clubs is too expensive and, uh, and you don't have it, that's perfectly fine. You could go to a library. Uh, they have uh, access to online books too. So, um, and that's a really reasonable way to, to pick up books and have audio books. Uh, a lot of successful people I know uh, listen to books. And while they're driving, they don't listen to podcasts or they don't listen to um, uh, radio or or any news outlets. They just they just listen to books. And that's that's there, there's opportunity. There's huge opportunity there uh, for you, because really what you put in your brain, what you put into yourself is you should pay attention to it. And, and just, uh, you know, subconscious music playing in the background may not be doing you be making you healthy, listening to news and having that anxiety drive into you not the dopamine hit that's going to bring you uh, value and health where, you know, going to the library and picking up that, if not a, a different podcast like this, that can help you. But I'm really interested because I know how much masterminds changed my life. And because of masterminds, I've met all of you guys. Uh, Jason, I know for you, you, you have a really good story about that. Uh, would you mind sharing? Yeah. So it was, um, I think it was at the beginning, it was right before it was in 2020. It was like at the beginning of 2020. Um, a good friend of or a mutual friend of ours started this. He wanted to do, he wanted to um, share and teach other this program called Thinking Into Results, which is actually Bob Proctor's program based off of this book, Think and Grow Rich. Um, and it just started something online and because he, he wanted to reach people out there. And then all of a sudden COVID hit and everybody, you know, it, it just, it was like the perfect timing. And ever since then, I had an opportunity. I invited Kevin. That's where I met Fernando. And then we've just been on this journey for th- over three years now. Um, and then I had an opportunity, I met Kevin a few months ago. Um, and then I had an opportunity to finally meet Jeff and some of the other people on this mastermind group. Um, and it, and it's amazing once you get to, you know, meet people in person, um, Fernando, Fernando wasn't able to make it this time, but we'll, we'll see him next time we get together for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. And I think the, the mastermind for me has been just being able to uh, connect and bring ideas together. So, um, you know, I'll have a, a difficult day or I'll have kind of a hiccup, I'll call it. And then Jason will, you know, will slap me a little bit. And Fernando will, will remind me, you know, like, Hey man, like that's limited beliefs in yourself or Fernando has something going on and he'll talk about it. And we'll kind of, we'll all kind of share how, you know, wisdom that we have because we've all gone through a lot of similar things. And so mastermind groups are also a place to have fun and, and, and to feel free to share, you know, Maybe some of the thoughts that you can't share, you can't share because of the uh, woke community that we live in, uh, rather that be good or bad, and, and it doesn't really matter. It's just that, you know, you might be more cautious about sharing some of your, the jokes that make you laugh and, and uh, being in small groups of people that are like-minded can really help you be healthy. And that's what, that's what this is about. Uh, something I also have the ability of owning uh, some restaurants and uh, uh, some breweries. And, and I, I do that because the owners we have are all in a lane. So to bring it back to this book a little bit, 
Like I don't need to be really good at financing and understand finances or how to make food or how to brew beer. So there's somebody on our team that's really good brewer. Uh, there's somebody on our team who's really good at finances. There's someone on our team that's really good at operations or so on and so forth. So you don't have to be it all to everybody. And so um, I think there's a lot of value to that. Anybody want to drop anything else from this chapter? You guys want to move on to uh, the next chapter? I think that just in, in just what, what you're saying um, regarding that, there's something that everyone likes. And I think most people go through life trying to find their purpose and not realizing what it is that they're that they're good at. And uh, for different different people that say, like, whatever comes easiest to you, that's just actually what you're good at. And then you should double or triple down on, on that. And that, in essence, what it is, is, is specializing. Um, instead of doing general knowledge, you're actually, you know, you're specializing in a specific something. And then he goes on to describe that, you know, to in order for you to get specialized knowledge, it's, it's like repeating all of the little steps again. You have to decide what it is that you want. Right. Why do you want it? Not just oh, I want to do this, but there's a has to there has to be a reason why. And you choose a reason why, because that's going to be that's going to be the thing that's going to push you and continue to motivate you to get up every morning to actually pursue that that reason why, as opposed to hitting an obstacle or what we what we in the group know as a terror barrier. And then just go back to what's known as slavery or mental slavery and not wanting to push forward. And then he says that if you carefully select, right, he if you carefully select a school, right, where you can, um, or a teaching or a mastermind or a program or a, a group or uh, some course, right? He's like, there's there's been cases where instead of spending 10 years to accumulate all this knowledge is that like you can save yourself literally half the time by buying in or buying the right course the right or the right mentorship um and then so and then once you decide then you go through the process of accumulation which is you accumulate as much information that you can and then he says it's through one own experiences and, and knowledge or education um or through the cooperation of a mastermind again utilizing what everyone here on this on this call learns or knows mm -hmm. uh college and universities and then he mentions uh public libraries or books um, or any kind of newspaper or special training courses. So you, you go through that, you accumulate it. And then you, the other important thing is that you, once you get the information, it's like that movie limitless. If you guys have ever watched, it, it's an awesome movie where you start to organize these things in a proper fashion, right? It says that the heaven's first law was order. So you begin to mm -hmm. order these things. And then, because once it becomes ordered, it becomes clear. And when it becomes clear, then, you know, there's no confusion to what you want to do. And then you just go in and then you, then you execute. And after that, you use the specialized knowledge. And he says, when you use the specialized knowledge and imagination, these are the ingredients that you use to build unique and successful businesses. And then that's when we get into the next chapter, you know, the, uh, um, as far as uh, imagination. And then he also mentioned something really quick. He's like, don't start at the bottom, start up maybe, maybe two or three steps above. So that way you're high enough where you can see other opportunities and opportunities can also see you where you're in. Cause usually what happens is if people get stuck in an entry or low level paying job, then they get stuck there and then no one sees them. They be, they become dismotivated. And then they, then before you know it, it says becomes a routine and they're stuck in a rut. And then they're, they're basically like a hamster in the, in the hamster world. They're just, they don't see a, a, a way out. Mm. It's pretty interesting to that note that mm. I, I was listening to um, Andy Frisella podcast and 
he 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 said you know the work ethic to make two hundred fifty thousand versus two point five million is the same. Mm-hmm. So why not shoot for the two point five million? Right, the work the work ethic, the hard work, and the, all the effort is still the same at that level. So why not? That's why people, when they set goals, they're very like something that they think that they can obtain. They don't stretch themselves. They don't like, it's the same hard work that you're going to have to do. Why not go for the higher part? Right. So um, I thought that that was. Yeah. And also you, uh, I, you're downloaded, right? You you ever been given a thought and you're you're like, Oh, I want to start this business or I want to do that. And it's like, you just don't do it. You think, you think about it. It's like, ah, and then you think about it again, like a month later, it's like, ah, and you're like, before you know it, someone else has done it. And, and that's, and that's in these books. I mean, it's in the thought, you know, that uh, thinking into results, he talks about Proctor talks about that. And so like, you know, um, that's great. It goes right into the imagination, I think, uh, because a lot of this, you know, you could think, oh, that's just your crazy imagination. Why I can't, that that's not possible. No, absolutely. It's possible. It's absolutely possible. Uh, even Elon Musk just walked in and created Tesla. No, no, he actually wasn't even the first person that thought of it. Uh-huh. He, he he sold he was thinking electronically creating payments a payment thing and 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 paypal believe it or not and tesla wasn't his beginning like that selling that is what created the opportunity for him to invest in tesla that's and right so it, and most people are successful you see them on stages one's already mentioned who's probably not in his 40s, he's probably closer to his 50s. And a lot of these people you see now are in their 60s. And they didn't hit it until they were much older in age. And and a lot of that comes from self-doubt. If you talk to anybody, they'll be like, man, I wish I would have had, I wish I would have followed that dream when I was younger. Yeah, I've heard that story like yeah, way too many times where um, you know, people start out, uh, they want to have I I had a theory and I and I said it before. Um, where you have an idea, you know, my mom would always say this, you know what, I had this idea. And then years later, she's like, remember that idea that I was telling you about my, like, yeah, she's like, somebody else did, did it. And so it, it, when you start reading books, guys, and you start looking into the ether or the, uh, the quantum realm, there's all kinds of ideas. And, and Kevin said something, right? You get a download when you're actually calm and you're, and you're patient, you get this idea and it comes to you in a flash. And then it's up to you at that moment to actually go and take that step forward because you bring a certain creativity to that idea that only you it's, it's only unique to you and then if you don't do it and then you because you don't you're doubting you're you're fearful what if it doesn't work what if whatever the laundry list can go on then it's going to be like it's okay someone else is going to do it and it's happened where someone else does the idea like oh man that, that was my idea and if no if you would have just Hey, stuck with it, was faithful to that idea, the imagination, not feared or doubted, then yeah, you would technically be in that position. There would have there would have been a way. There would have been something. So there was a man by um, his name is Jim Rohn. He says, everything is created twice. You know, the building that you that all the homes that you guys are living in right now, mm. apartments or yeah. you know, the the phone that you're watching this video on or listening, the podcast that you're listening to it on. He's like, those things didn't exist, but at the same time, guys, these things are always and have always been there. They've always existed. The internet has always existed. The, f- the ability to fly exists. The ability to create heat 
from electricity exists. The ability to create water out of air exists. The ability to create fuel from water exists right now. Everything else that's going on right now is just shortage malarkey. It's, it's, it's nonsense. All this energy that we have right now that they put a price tag on it, and Elon Musk said it himself. He's like, I just did it because I can make money off of it. But energy is supposed to be free. We are the walking energy of the earth. This is all stuff that when I mention it, I sound like a lunatic because you've never heard the concepts. You don't, it's like, no, no way. It's like your imagination well, is, it's conditioned. It is. And so here on imagination, I talk about creative imagination. This is all through the facility of a creative imagination. The, the, the infinite mind of a man has a direct communication with infinite intelligence. It is this, it is in the facility through which is, and it goes on and on and on and talks just about, about how it's in our control. This imagination is the first part of creation. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's why there's engineers out there and, and there's people that then create. So your idea just needs a partnership and, 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 and the mindset that you have value and that idea is, can be created. And that idea is not, uh, not crazy. If, if you would have said the Jetsons were actually going to happen when we saw the Jetsons, when we were little kids, I go, you're out of your mind. But I saw a commercial the other day of Honda, of a car, well, a moving item <laughs> going down a straight line and it was not on the ground and it did not have tires. I, that ability, yeah. That's, yeah. And then it, that there is going to be a time in my life where I can drive or I can move at 10 feet and somebody else can move at 50 feet elevation. And we're just scooting around. I, I can see that for my child's timeline. I don't know that he will have that mechanism, but I can guarantee you that in 40 years from now, that's going to be the next stage past the uh, vehicle. Well, I mean, it talks, it says right here, man's only limitation within reason lies in his development and use of his imagination. He has not reached the apex of development in the use of his imagination faculty. He has merely discovered that he has an imagination and has commenced it to use it very elementary way. I remember as a kid, I, I was very like imaginative. You know, there were a lot of things that I wanted to do. I wanted to be a doctor when I was a kid. I wanted to be an astronaut. I wanted to do all these things. And then as you get older, there's something that just kind of blocks that or stops that. Um, but it's, it's not too late, you know, um, as we're recording this, I'm 46 years old and it doesn't, it's not too late for me to still have an imagination. It's not too late for me to think big. It's not too late for me to, to, you know, have these grand ideas. Um, I just wanted to point that out because, you know, it, it is a, a limiting thing when you don't allow your imagination to flow through you and flow through your mind and, and put ideas out there. It doesn't matter how old you are. Yeah. And that's, that's the that's, idea. you mentioned limitless a minute ago. And there's a book limitless and he talks about the flow and having limited, having maximum flow is, is really what you need. We need to strive to get there and, and you get there by health. So mental health, which is what we're talking about, a physical health, which is a good diet as much as one day, this would have been uh, bourbon in here. If there's not, it's just tea. Um, and, and there used to be at one point, you know, an alcohol substance as, as Jason's taking a swig of his bourbon, which is beautiful. Uh, and, and so there's a physical health to this, right? And so all of these things play a role in our flow. And I, and I heard this the other day and it, and I, and it surprised me 
like the average person lies two times a day. And I, it made me, and I was like blown away by that. Cause I remember when I was a kid, my mom saying, Hey, Kevin, you're going to have to remember that lie. And you can't forget that lie because later you're going to have to recall that event. And if it's different, busted. if it's not, then you got to remember that one. And it made me think like, gosh, I don't want to spend my energy doing that. I'd rather just tell the truth. And if that means I get soap in my mouth, which I did, and if that means that I get grounded, which I quite often did, I at least felt good and I didn't have that negative energy well, uh, creating a resistance to my flow. And, I, and there's just so much to that. Um, and I think that the more we think about ourselves in a positive mindset that it's possible and we know that our imagination is something that's required for us to grow and it's supposed to be there. And that's what allows us essentially to get to the place where you can Thank think you and grow rich. rich. And it, this rich, guys, is not, is you're going to learn this. I, it's None of us have planes, but we all have freedom. We have freedom in who we are, and we all feel good about who we are. Yeah, we, we doubt. Of course you should doubt. That's not human nature. That's where the mastermind comes into play. That's where reading books come into play. That's where creating good friendships with like-minded people come into play, you guys. That's why we're doing this podcast is so you have the ability of understanding that you're normal and we're really doing this together regardless of where you live. It doesn't, it doesn't matter because it's equal. It's all relative because wherever you live, whatever zip code that is, that next step is okay. And you should believe in doing it. Because we all have the ability of reading this book and books like it that could help us get there. Awesome. Awesome. It was uh, talking about the, uh, you know, when you're, when you said about your, like an, an idea, it's, I was thinking about what Tony Robbins had said one time about a, a belief system where you have this belief and then underneath that belief, you have your, like the legs of the table, right? So the table is the belief or the idea and underneath it, you have references. So, you know, Jason said something where, He's like, well, I'm 40 years old or 43, 44. And, you know, what was it? Anyways, he's over 40, right? But it was, I was thinking about every person like James Croc, you know, uh, James Croc. Um, oh, my God. The founder of uh, McDonald's. Who, Ray, Kroc, Ray Kroc. Ray Kroc. Yeah, he, uh, he was the founder of McDonald's who had an idea and then started doing a business. But he, this guy was over 40. You know, Colonel Sanders, same thing. He was not in his 20s, you know, killing it. Like, you know, multi-million dollars, you know. Heck, I'm, you know, going to the book of Exodus right now with my children. And then Moses was, you know, he was past 40 when he went back into Egypt. I think he was 80. And uh, so there's no limit, guys. There's there's really, I'm too old to be going back to school. I'm too old to be learning. I will tell you this. It's like when you pick up a book, it it, it can become difficult. Only reason why is because you haven't practiced reading. You know, so it's like if you can't read it, listen to the audiobook. Oh, but I listen to music. I listen to Bad Bunny. Great. Turn your car into a learning studio, a turn into in school. You have a 30 minute drive to work, 30 minutes there, 30 minutes back. That's an hour, an hour a day for four hours. That's your, you're going to be, you can kill a book literally in one, in one week, mm -hmm. you know, at the cost of listening to some, whatever bad bunny or, you know, babacita, whatever, <laughs> whatever that dude is going on. You know what I mean? Not to downplay the guy, but it's just, once you start doing that and then you practice that, 
It's like what Kevin said about feeding that wolf. You're feeding that right wolf, right? You're yeah. giving that little tally mark saying, hey, I'm going to do this. And then you keep doing it. And this guy is talking about, I mean, this guy, Napoleon Hill here in the book is talking about using your imagination. Guys, you guys have been conditioned not to use it. Oh, that's stupid. Don't think about it. And you know, when you go to work, you guys see it. When you go to work and you're looking at a project and you're like, man, if they only did it this way, dude, it would be faster. But where people are set on their ways. So now if you take that idea, which this guy who used to work at Frito-Lay, I think it was Frito-Lay or Cheetos, right? A janitor. And he took this, this Cheetos home. And then he's like, you know what? We'll be good with these Cheetos if we put, you know, tapatio in them or some chili. Mm -hmm. And he created his own thing and brought it back to the company said, hey, look at this is what it is. And guess what? Here we have hot Cheetos. They took an idea. This is it's synthetic imagination where you took something that's already invented, take it home because you you think, hey, man, this is a good idea. How many times do you guys not in? I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm talking to the Latino community here where we have something, we put tapatio or some cholulas, whatever hot sauce. We even put hot sauce on our drinks. That's how much we put. We, we consume chili. That idea crossed your head, but no one took the initiative to say, hey, man, I'm going to do this. And this guy ended up becoming like the vice president or the president of that department of the hot Cheeto department. Consumed. I mean, like every single, every single time. So it's the synthetic imagination is basically, it's like, it's, it's, it, they call it synthetic because synthetic is fake. It's just, you're building upon someone else's idea. How can I make this better? How can I make this better? But creative imagination is literally your divine right. It's the, it's like what the Bible says, you are created in the image of God, where you're literally creating out of something out of nothing. That's the one where, man, it's never been done before. Well, neither was flying, neither was going mm -hmm. up into in a quote unquote space, neither was building a house. We used to live in huts and God knows what. But look, look at the houses that we bid that we've built. Steel. We have cars that can automate that drive. Kevin was just talking about a, a car that float that 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 uh, levitates, right? Yeah. So you tell this back in the days that this is what's going on. Well, hey, you're you're, and if you were a woman, well, you're a witch. Or you're a, a, a warlock and you should be crucified because satanic rituals, whatever, that's all dogma. But now as you start to explore and open the mind and let your imagination just kind of not run wild, but you're like, hey, let's work on this. This is a good yeah. idea, man. And then you work towards it. You're not going to know how. And he says it. Don't worry about the how. Start towards that process. And then once you start work towards that process, once you make the decision that this is what you want, Right in the book, Paul Quilio's uh, 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 The Alchemist, he says, When you decide what you want, it's like the whole world conspires to help you get it. It's like things start to happen, you know, doors start to open, but you're never gonna see the door open unless you start walking down that corridor because most of us want to go in a straight line, but usually the, the way to wherever we want to go towards that idea, it's never a, it's never a, a, a straight line. It's, it's usually a curve, a left, up, and right. And we just got to follow it little by little. And eventually we're going to get to where we want. The goal or the path might change, which is why the Bible says, is like, I know the desires are hard, but I'm going to be the one to guide your steps. But the goal doesn't change. You know, the path might change, but the goal doesn't change. And then he goes into, um, again, practice. Like you go to the gym using your imagination just little by little he's like the main part of the practice is going to be spent on your synthetic imagination the development of it and then figuring out how to make something that's already uh, there better and then and then he goes into uh the laws of uh the laws of fortune where he talks about 
the nature. Like Earth is already, it's telling you, nature all around you is giving you hints, right? All you got to do is basically calm down, think about what's going on. And uh, we are intended to live in commune or, uh, sorry about my bird, it's uh, in, with nature. So once you have that desire and that, and that you know what you want, you go after it in faith, right? And then you practice your imagination. You're going to get these ideas, write these ideas down. And he says, when you get these ideas, put them down on paper, because that is the first step of creation. That's the first step of putting something in here, in your mind, I'm pointing to my head, uh, for those that are on the podcast, in my head, and then writing it down on paper. That's the first step to making it real. Boom. And so there it is. And that, that's it. I know there's so much more to talk about, and I can't wait for you guys to drop again next week when we drop our next one uh, for you to the book review bonanza brought it today. You guys believe in yourselves, know that you have life, know that it matters, know that you count, know that you were created to do great things. And we want you to do great things. We are, we believe in ourselves. We believe in you. And we thank you so much for giving us your time today. And uh, please leave reviews, subscribe, let us know uh, questions that you may have. If you want to join us one Friday when we're doing this, let us know. We'd love to bring you on and uh, just really appreciate you. Thank you. Book Review Bonanza is out. I can't dance. I can't dance. I'm okay with that. We know, Kevin. We get it. In the recording. It's your lack of melanin.